You're listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast with Angela Henderson, episode 22. Hey there, you're listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast. My name is Angela Henderson, and on this show, we talk about improving your business, life, or both by having amazing and rich conversations with brilliant guests who will inspire you and who will give you tips and tricks to help you grow both in life and in business. Hello, hello, amazing humans. It's another episode of the Business and Life Conversations podcast with me, your host, Angela from Angela Henderson Consulting. Today is a great day because today we get to talk about all levels of awesomeness. That's right, awesomeness. And awesomeness, I mean podcasting. Fist pump, fist pump, because you can't see me actually doing it. Every single week, I have conversations with numerous people who are wanting to start their own podcast. They are so confused and overwhelmed, they don't know where to start, and thus, they put podcasting off into the too hard basket, when in reality, it doesn't need to be this case. So I'm thrilled to have Lyndall from Podcast VA on the show today, because she's going to share with us why businesses should start a podcast, the benefits of starting a podcast for your business, and also she's going to share with us how to start a podcast using her 10-step-by-step guide for creating a podcast. So welcome to the show, Lyndall. Thanks for having me, Ange. Dude, it is super exciting. Now, we just hung out down last week in a digital marketing world. So is that right? Digital marketing down under, I think. So it's cool to hang out with you last weekend, and I'm super excited to have you on the show. So thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule to be here today. Oh, you're welcome. So now, as you and I, we've only been friends for a very, very short time. But in that time, we've been, we have become good friends. But it's also because of you that I actually got my podcast off the ground. As I mentioned earlier, a lot of times people are feeling that overwhelm, confusion, and not knowing what to do. And I was actually that person I just I described above. I don't know what to do. I know I needed to do a podcast because that's what my you know uh, customers, you could say, or my ideal client was asking for. But I was beyond overwhelmed with the how tos. Um, however, I came across you. I think it was in a group. I was trying to track back where you and I initially met, and I believe it was in a group. And next, the rest is really history. I basically recorded my first episode. I sent everything to you and you literally do everything for me from start to finish. So I'm super grateful that I found the podcast VA with you or else I may have never gotten my podcast off the ground. And so for clearly those that are listening, you may not have noticed I'm slightly a huge fan of Lyndall and her services because it's because of her, as I said, the podcast business and live conversations has gone due to me to air. But enough about doing me and that because I could talk about your awesomeness all day. But let's get to know you a little bit more, Lyndall. And before we jump right into things, I always like to let people know a little bit fun side about you. So today, my my question to you is, is what's your favorite pasta? My favorite pasta? Uh Uh-huh. I'm a big fan of uh, spaghetti carbonara, but I don't have it very often, to be honest, but I do like it. All right, spaghetti. (laughs) Cheese or no cheese? Oh, cheese. Absolutely. Absolutely. My husband doesn't eat cheese. I just don't understand people who don't love cheese. (laughs) I know, seriously, it's like cheese people, you know, but no, I like to do, I mean, it's not all about business. I like to incorporate a little bit of fun. So today, like I said, your question was your favorite pasta. We now know a little bit more that you like carbonara. You don't eat it often, but you do love a little bit of extra cheese. So that's a good way to zoom in, start in on our podcasting episode. So now why do you think I could talk about it, but why do you think from a podcast VA specialty that businesses should start a podcast? 
I think that um, businesses should consider a podcast as part of their marketing activities because it's the only form of content that you can consume and multitask while you're doing it. And I think that is definitely um, one of the biggest draw cards for it. So obviously video is massive at the moment as well, but you can't, you can watch so much of a video and multitask, but if your phone locks or if you want to change apps, then the video stops. So at least with podcasting, you can listen to it while you're driving, while you're doing your chores, while you're doing your exercise. And the stats show that a lot of people are multitasking while they're listening to it. Yes, and I know there's a lot of my uh, people who listen to this podcast who say that they listen to it as they're driving to their doing part-time or full-time job. That's an opportunity to still feel connected with their business and learning things, even though, and a lot of them report back, you know, they're going to work. They don't want to be at work. They want to get their business going. So just being in the car on those 10, 15, even 45-minute commutes have been helpful to get their doing businesses still going or progressing, you could say, without it being at a standstill. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's just such a great, it's it's a good way to give your audience as well a different way to consume it. So you might do videos, you might, you know, give them a transcription to read as well. And it's giving them the option of how, how they want to consume it. So yeah, it's great. I'm, obviously, I love it. I'm a bit biased. <laughs> Now, obviously, people can want it. It's easy to consume. Like they can be walking their dog, riding in a car, even on a plane. You can download episodes, et cetera. But what are the benefits, though, of a business, particularly having a podcast? Yeah, I think that um, the, the biggest benefit of it is increasing brand awareness, but we just be mindful of the fact that uh, places like iTunes and and Stitcher Radio and Spotify are really busy marketplaces of podcasts now. So you have to know your purpose and your goal and be really clear on that. But it can be a really good um, starting point for repurposing your content. So whether you repurpose your content into a podcast or whether you repurpose your content um, out of a podcast, there's there's lots of ways that you can make that work really well in your content marketing sort of circle and the SEO benefits of having a podcast as well. So you can, like you do, you transcribe your episodes, which gives you lots of, so there's some the things you can do in the back end with your audio file and things like that for your SEO, but also when it comes to your website, there's obviously the things that you can do on your blog post to help with your SEO as well. No, I, I totally agree because SEO is so important to be found from an organic nature, which is just, you know, pushing people, you know, that push pull marketing, just pushing people always to things. So I think it's an enormous benefit, the SEO side of things. Obviously, it takes a little while for Google to crawl things, but eventually there can be huge benefit if you optimize it correctly, like we're doing, do you know what I mean, with this particular podcast. Now, the other benefit I would say too is that. I don't know about you, but my thoughts are is that for people who might not be um, ready to buy yet, or they're kind of still in that, like, I think I want to buy from you, Angela, I want to think I want to buy from you, Linda, is that there's an opportunity to showcase your credibility and authority to those people. You know, you can warm them, you can build that relationship, you can nurture the relationship. And by doing that, you're building your credit, credibility and authority, which helps to, you know, mean potentially make someone a customer long term. Um, mm -hmm. So I think, you know, that it's an ongoing benefit of, you know, having a podcast for a business. Yeah. And it just builds that relationship in a really intimate way that you can't do we, you can get some of that through video, but obviously, as you say, they're listening more. The other, the other benefit is that people can subscribe to your podcasts as opposed to just listening to some audio 
that's not a podcast as such. They subscribe and then they get every episode delivered to their podcatcher. So every time you release an episode, they're getting it. So yeah, that personal relationships and the relationship building is, is really a key benefit as well. And I think it is important to talk about that from a subscription point of view is because you, I can still post my podcast on Facebook, but it will depend if the algorithm is going to show people that my podcast, because I've obviously gone in there and put the link from the website and shared it, do you mean from a repurposing point of view, but it doesn't mean that Facebook's going to show that to, do you mean the fans on my page? Whereas when they are on iTunes and it's actually, they've subscribed to it, they're going to get that update every single week or every single time I release an episode. So I'm not dependent on those social media platforms to get my content out to my people. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's whatever podcatcher they use, whether it be the, uh, say podcatcher, podcatcher is simply the name of what you call the app that you listen to it through. So a lot of people are listening through Apple devices or Apple Podcasts app, but a lot of people are also moving away from that. So Google Podcasts have recently um, launched their app to go on all the Android devices. Uh, you have Stitcher Radio, you have lots of different, there's Pocket Cast and CastBox and Spotify. And yeah, so to be able to subscribe in any of those podcatchers and have it delivered there, a lot of people, if they're on their commute to work, they're listening to to a podcast on their way to work, on the train or on the bus um, or even driving, they like that it's delivered to their device at that yes. time and they know they can then listen to it. No, I, I totally agree with that. And it's just it's it's just one more thing because people in the world we live in are becoming lazier and lazier. You have to tell them to do something. So when you know iTunes releases it and tells them, hey, this is ready for you, all they have to do is click one button versus going searching for it, going doing this, blah, blah, blah. So no, so it's a huge benefit to being able to have that sub- subscription there. Now obviously people out there I'd be listening and going, okay, this all sounds great, but I'm really only listening because I want to know the top 10 steps of trying to start, of how to start a podcast. So can you walk me through the top 10 steps that people need to be thinking about um, to start their podcast? Yeah, sure. So well, step number one is definitely knowing your purpose. So be really clear with your planning about why you're doing a podcast, what what problem are you solving or what information are you sharing with your listeners? Who are your listeners? Um, working out your format. Are you going to do solo shows? Are you going to do interviews? Are you going to have a, a mix of both? You're going to be weekly or fortnightly or monthly and just nailing all of that before you even start to think about what equipment or what software do you use to do that? So I think there's some key steps that come in before the equipment, which is where a lot of people start at where's, what microphone should I use? So step one is really know your purpose and know how it's going to filter. So with podcasts, you've got two types of podcasts. You have like an entertainment style podcast and you have um, a business style podcast. So if we're talking business style, then you want to make sure it's going to funnel into your business activities. Otherwise, it's a lot of work for something that just sort of sits on the side and you're not funneling it into something. Oh gosh, I couldn't. Yeah. Like there's so many podcasts that I've seen. I'm like, well, hold on. But if you're like for us, we'll be on here for 45 minutes or whatever. It's 45 minutes of your time. Then you've got to edit. Da, 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 da. So I'm just thinking like, yeah, you need to. So step one is really think about the purpose or AKA the strategy behind why you're having a podcast. And mm-hmm. I'd also make sure that I would recommend one more thing within that, you know, creating your strategy is 
Do your current ideal clients want to consume information via auditory? And if you haven't, go and survey them and make sure that they're actually going to be listening. Because if the majority of your audience is rather giving their blog readers, then don't go and create a podcast because you're actually going to be missing your ideal client mark. So in that strategy, really flesh out if your listeners or your fans or your customers, whatever you want to call them, want, want a podcast from you. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Not everybody's into podcasts, so that's important. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. And like you said, some people were still educating the Australian market about podcasts, what to do, where you find them. So, you know, it's really important to make sure you do that extra step to make sure that they want that. All right. Step two. What's step two for, you know, how to create a podcast? Yes. Yeah, step two is about um, looking at your podcast title and creating a tagline. So, it's really easy to get hung up on the name of your podcast, but, um, just choosing a name that, that I think sometimes the really quirky kind of names can get lost a little bit. So it depends on what your, what your podcast is about, but choose a name and choose a tagline that's quite short, but explains what your show is about. Yes. And I mean, I'm one that was like, Oh, what should I name this? This is crazy. And then I was like, you go and start looking at all these podcasts and then you're like overwhelmed. I think again, just sometimes it's about just keeping it simple. Like again, my business and life conversations, like it wasn't really complex. I made it bigger than Ben-Hur, but I didn't have to do that. So I agree with you. Yeah, just choose something simple. Um, and again, I think it, with, I agree with you. Sometimes those quirky names, uh, the quirky name sounds really cool, but then I've got to work so hard to tr- try and figure out what they're actually podcasting about that then I get fed up and I don't even go and listen to it. So again, sometimes quirkiness can have a detriment to your to what you're trying to achieve. Mm, absolutely and just make sure if you're going to go quirky you have a very clear tagline perfect I love it so what's the third step in how to create a good podcast step three is about thinking about the branding of your podcast so the cover art that you're going to use um, you have to be very specific in your dimensions with the cover art and you've got to remember that when you're looking at cover art on a screen it's a 1400 by 1400 is actually quite a large image but when you're looking at it on it on a device on a mobile phone for example it's a tiny image so you want it to pop out use some colors to make it stand out don't put too many words on it because the words just will have to be quite small so you can't read them anyway and um and make sure you get those dimensions correct so there's that as well as part of that branding is the music that you use for your intros and outros because the music i mean i've listened to so many podcasts where there's a massive disconnect to the music that it just it's confusing it's it's it confuses the audience and it's just you want it to align particularly when you're talking about a business podcast to your current branding yep so you would say then if we just recap so step one create a strategy step two create your podcast title step three we want to create really cool cover art that didn't mean isn't too worry uh wordy is uh pops a little bit and then you could also say that we were blending into step four which is around creating that intro and outro and making sure that it's congruent with your overall brand your overall feel so that again people are wanting to to listen i guess without jimmy feeling disconnected as soon as they hear that punchline right yep Yep. I think actually going just if the steps here is like, don't forget to write a good podcast description, which you could probably put up with the title and the tagline. Um, going in before we talk about the intro and outro podcast description, make sure you weave your keywords in there. So know some keywords, weave it in there and don't make it too long because people don't spend a lot of time reading them, but they want to know what your show is about. 
All right, so for those that are out there and you've got your pen to paper, we have obviously step one, we're creating a strategy and our purpose. Step two, we are choosing a podcast title and creating a tagline. Step three, we are creating the cover art for the, your wonderful podcast. And then Lyndall, what is step four? So step four is um, writing your podcast description. So how, understanding how it all comes together and then writing a really clear description that weaves your keywords in there. So you don't need to make it too long, but that description will be what shows in your hosting account. It'll show in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. So you'll use that everywhere. So just craft a couple of paragraphs that are really descriptive of what your podcast is about and who it's for. Attention, women in business. Get ready to ignite your success and elevate your game. Join me for an exclusive three-day women in business conference from October 31st to November 2nd at the breathtaking Gold Coast, Australia. Designed exclusively for online business owners, service-based business owners, coaches, consultants, and course creators. What to expect at this amazing three-day women in business conference? Expect an immersive experience filled with fun, empowering keynote speakers, interactive workshops, networking opportunities with other successful business owners, gain valuable insights, forge meaningful connections, and leave inspired to take your business to new heights. 12 speakers have already been announced with five more speakers being announced shortly. We have Steph Taylor joining us, Anita Seek joining us, Lisa Cordiff joining us, and not to mention Manny from Sound Healing Australia, who will be there for the most magical sound healing experience ever. You do not want to miss the event of the year for women in business. To secure your ticket, head to AngelaHenderson.com.au today. Now, and would you also say, is there any benefit um, from in iTunes or Stitcher or Google or all that to include keywords like, like from an SEO point of view that you wanted, like, for example, mine is business and live conversations with Angela Henderson. So I made sure that I wanted to use the word business in there. Um, is there any benefit to include keywords? Yes, definitely. Definitely want to um, keep the keywords in there because people are starting to um, so there's a couple of reasons. People are starting, they'll search in iTunes, for example, and, and other podcatchers. So you want to have those categories set up and your keywords as well. Um, but also now with Google Podcasts coming on, you the SEO benefits of Google Podcasts reading your podcast and picking it up is that they will see the descriptions and the show notes and there'll be a play button directly from um, Google to actually play your podcast. So it's so everything keep when you're writing anything whether it be show notes or description keep keywords in mind and weave them in there all right perfect then what do these beasts who want to get their podcast live need to do next step five step five is creating your intro and outro so we touched on the music a little bit earlier making sure that it aligns with the brand and aligns with your personality and that's really important um, to do that i have had clients who have chosen music that is so disconnected from the podcast that it's it just doesn't flow properly so do that with your intros and outros the trend a few years ago was to get voiceover artists to record it but if you're a solo podcaster now it seems to be more popular to record your own mm -hmm. um, keep it short keep your intro really short people are sort of moving away or skipping through if you've got longer intros. So if your intro is anything sort of 20 to 25 seconds plus, it's probably too long. So you want to look at how you can cut that back um, and stop people from skipping through it. And your outro, it can actually be a little bit longer, but make sure you have call to action. One, I would say one, maybe two call to actions in your outro, not any more than that. So you don't want to be saying them, go to the website, 
go to all these social channels, download our opt-in, subscribe on iTunes. You want to have one to two really clear call to actions at the end in your outro. And for those individuals that do want to have a voiceover, because maybe there's a couple of them that are doing the podcast together, where did, where can they find voiceover artists that are relatively inexpensive but still get the job done? Look, I think I've got clients that have used um, Fiverr and have found successfully found uh, people there. And, and you just want to keep things in mind. Of do, do you mind if they've got a different accent to you? Because obviously there's people who do it with American accents. And if you're an Australian podcaster, you might not want to have those differences. So just be mindful of that. Fiverr is a good place to start, but there's also a few voiceover agencies here in um, Australia that you can use. All right, fantastic. And then step number six is obviously, I, from what I understand, is we need to start looking at choosing and recording the platform and the device. So can you walk us through step six? Yeah, so when this is where you start to look at what software are you using what uh, what microphone do you want to use? So you've got to be mindful of the space that you're going to record in. So that's first and foremost. Before you go and buy a microphone, think about am I in a room that's got high ceilings, tiles, lots of glass windows and, and doors, and it's going to have lots of reverb that will be sounding echoey in your in your audio. So think about that. Then go and speak to somebody about what equipment should you use and what would be best in this situation. If you're going to be doing podcast interviews face-to-face out on set in different places or at different shows, then your equipment is going to be very different to somebody who's doing a solo show or a video a video repurpose or doing a Zoom call. So be mindful of that. Do some research and, and work out the best place. Now, if you've got, as far as the software that you're going to record into, if you've got a PC, you might want to look at um, a free piece of software called Audacity. And if you've got a Mac, then you it comes with a, an audio software that you can use called GarageBand. Okay, perfect. And those don't cost anything extra to people or they, could they also use Skype or Zoom? They can. So I would suggest that the Audacity and the GarageBand is a good place to record your intros and outros or your episode intro, anything that's solo. And then when it comes to your interviews, you can use Skype. So Skype actually have just in the last month or so released an inbuilt recorder. Um, You could use Zoom. A lot of podcasters are using Zoom. That seems to be quite popular now. Sometimes the sound can be a little bit tinny I guess is probably the best word for it in zoom but it still produces a good quality sound and then there are others like Zencaster that people use as well but um, it's really about finding what works for you and and using that yep no fantastic so then what we're going into to step seven what's step seven so step seven, I often say to people is download a program called Orphonic and that's A-U-P-H-O-N-I-C. It's a post-production tool that you can set up a preset and it will run each time you've edited it or cut an episode together, you run it through that and it will get it to the the right um, levels for podcasts. It will get the right bit rate. You can tag it with your ID3 tagging, which is really important. Um ID3 tagging is actually what helps your podcast SEO from the audio file side of things. And just to expand on that a little bit and explain what it is, is when you think about how you have a music file in Spotify or Apple Music, it's the, you've got the, the song name, you've got the 
album it comes from, the year, the artist. When you're looking at a podcast file or audio file, it's the same thing. So the artist, you'd put the podcast name, you'd put the podcast title as the album, what year it was released. So it's adding all of that information and Orphonic will do all that plus sort of give the give your audio a nice polished finish. All right, fantastic. So again, and is there any cost to that particular element? You can have up to two hours per month free on Orphonic. So if you do do a weekly hour show, then you might need to, to purchase their lower level, but it's really reasonable pricing just to, to particularly if you're, um, if you're editing your own and you just want to put it through and make sure that you're running it through processes that make it sound quite professional. It's worth buying the lower pl- plan if you're above the free one. Okay. Yep. And then obviously the podcast has to sit somewhere. It's got to be hosted somewhere. So with step eight, can you talk to us a little bit about hosting? So step eight is, yeah, creating a hosting account. So with a podcast, you actually don't ever want to host it on your website because that will really quickly slow your website down and make it quite clunky, which obviously for a lot of reasons, that's not what you want to be doing. So you create a hosting account where it's, you put your audio and every time you release an episode, you, so initially you set up your account and you link it, it provides you with an RSS feed, link that to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio. And every time you release an episode, you put it into your host and it then pushes out to all of the various directories where you've put it. So um, there's a couple of great hosts. There's three that I usually recommend. Um, there's two Australian hosts. One is called Wooshka, which is W-H-O-O-S-H-K-A-A. They provide a free hosting platform for solo podcasters. And whilst I know with a lot of times we think, oh, if it's free, we've got to be wary. And certainly in a podcasting space, that is the case a lot of the time. But Wooshka have some really major clients, some really major networks and podcasters on their books. And so they monetize through them. And at this stage, they still offer a free service for solo podcasters. And if you are, if you have a great successful podcast, they will come to talk to you. They'll never do it without talking to you. They'll come to talk to you about whether you'd put some advertising in. So Wooshka is a great one. Omni Studio is another brilliant one. They're Australian. They started about nine nine US dollars a month for um, for, um, for basically for their, their level that most people or most podcasters would sit at. On their website, you can't actually see that they offer solo podcaster packages, but if you contact them, they can. And then, of course, the big player in, in, in the podcast world is Libsyn, which is an American company. And Libsyn are fantastic. My, I, I guess if I've got Australian clients, I tend to sort of, push them towards the Australian hosts. And if I had overseas clients, I'd look at other hosts and Libsyn is the main one I use then. Yep. And what I like about Wushka for those people, again, it is free. That's the one we use here for the Business and Life Conversations podcast. But again, it's been fantastic. I can log in. I can see my data about how many people have listened, which episodes are most popular, um, what device people are, you know, it's a really, it's kind of like Google Analytics all in one too, that you've got everything there um, to be able to reflect and see what your audience is enjoying, what they're not enjoying, what you can do more of. So, you know, I've, I'm a huge fan of Wushka. Obviously, I'm only episode well, today is episode 22, so it's not like I'm a pro at this or anything, but it's been an excellent platform so far for me. It is. It's really fantastic. And their support is second to none. I um, have met the guys who work at Wooshka. I've met 
they, and yeah, they do, they get back to you straight away if you've got questions and they're always happy to help. So it's fantastic. And look, as I say, Libsyn is the big player. One thing when you're choosing a host is to consider if you do have a big podcast, you have a really big audience and you do want to monetize it down the track. Um, I have spoken to somebody who said that they are an Australian podcaster and they're with Libsyn and they just had to be mindful of the fact that the ads that they might have got lips in to help them with would go to an American audience. So it's, look, that's not necessarily a problem for everyone, but it's just something to be mindful of. You know, that's fair enough. Now, obviously we've got the hosting, we've got the intros, we've got the podcast description, but number nine, we've got to submit our podcast somewhere. Walk us through that. You do. So as we mentioned before, you get the RSS feed and then once you've uh, put I think it's two to three. Usually I would say launch with two to three episodes anyway, but once you've got an episode live in your hosting account, you then can go and submit that RSS feed to um, Apple Podcasts, so formerly iTunes. So that's quite a simple process of going in, validating your RSS feed and submitting it. Um, And that's a two-step process. most people get it right, but some people only validate it and think it's happened. So it's validate and submit. Google Podcasts, you don't have to do anything differently at the moment. They're pulling that automatically. So you don't need to go and submit to them. Um, Stitcher Radio is was the big player. Um, I think it's still important to put it there, but it'd be interesting to watch this space now that Google Podcasts have launched. Uh, that will be an interesting transition for Stitcher, I think. And Spotify is another one that you want to put it to. So Spotify is having more success with entertainment style podcasts rather than business podcasts. It's not to say don't put it there, but the their entertainment style, if you've got an entertainment style, definitely jump onto Spotify. But just realize that Spotify takes a lot longer to approve the process of being on there. So when you go to launch a podcast, just getting it onto Apple Podcasts and Stitcher Radio is great. And then Spotify will happen sometime after that. Yep. No, fantastic. Because again, you get, I'm all about just do a few good things right from the beginning and then look at growing. So again, do your, you know, your Apple podcast stitcher and then do those other ones after. Now, listen, step 10, something that I think so many people, including in blogging, anything that it comes to content marketing collectively, people do very, very poorly. And then they complain and moan that, oh, I'm putting all this time into blogs, I'm putting all this time into podcasts, and blah, 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 that it's not getting anywhere, it's not getting any traction. But again, I go, there's a saying, you can point a finger at someone, and there's three fingers pointing back at you. You've got to play an active role in distributing your podcast. So step 10, share with us what, what people need to be doing in a very proactive step manner. Step 10 is posting your podcast onto your website and sharing it on social media and absolutely sharing it everywhere. So Putting it on your website is really important. There are a lot of podcasters who just put, well, not a lot, I shouldn't say that, but there are still podcasters who will upload their audio and put it onto their host and then share either the hosting link out or just share an iTunes link, which is a big, big mistake. Sharing an iTunes link, I can't stress it enough, is a really bad strategy because anybody who's not on an Apple device gets turned off straight away because you haven't considered them. So they, they get, they can get their backup. They don't necessarily, but they, they can get their backup. So put it onto your website, put buttons where people can go and listen uh, through Apple and through um, Stitcher and other places, but always put it onto your website with an embedded audio player 
and the embedded and that URL and the show notes on that page. And that URL is what you're going to share out to your audience when you share it on social media. And when you share it through social media and so each week you can either send out an email when you've released an episode, or you could send out each month, you could send out a summary email, but put it into your email marketing so your audience know it's there. But then when you start to look at sharing it on social, really make sure you're promoting it more than once. Because if 1% of people are seeing your Facebook page and you only put it onto your Facebook page the day it's released, no one's seeing it there. So make sure you're putting it onto your social like two, three, four times after it's been released. And if it's evergreen content, use a a program like Social B or Meet Edgar and put it in there and then make sure that you're pushing it out out of the archives, I guess, once um once you've you've already promoted it sort of in the in the interim period. Yes, and I just again, even for myself, I'm getting in that habit of like everything, it goes on LinkedIn, it goes on, you know, uh, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, my Facebook groups, et cetera. But it's a, it's a constant reminder that again, only depending on the algorithms, it's only going to be seen by a very few amount of people. So it's our responsibility that in order for this to be successful, it comes back to us, you know, always constantly marketing and repurposing and getting it out there. Yeah, definitely. And it's so important that that promotion of your podcast is critical to, to discoverability, getting it out there. And it's just, it's, quite incredible how many people don't do that part of it very well they get all of they spend all that time in the pre-planning and the planning and the publishing and getting it all ready to go and then sort of falling over at the promotion stage so it's really important to get yourself a strategy just you know just outline exactly what you're going to do with each podcast episode and just make sure that gets done every single time you release yep spot on now there are a lot of amazing tips here and probably your pen couldn't write as fast as you could keep up with the Canadian and the Australian speaking, but we will have everything listed on AngelaHenderson.com today. We will pull the whole transcription together for you guys. So don't worry about that. Lyndall can also potentially include a link back to her website where you can download the free checklist. If you guys want to have a tangible copy of that particular um, checklist that you guys have that sitting by your desk or you can walk through those steps, you've got them. Um, but Yes, for those listeners out there that want to have a stab at Studamine getting everything up and going or would like to read some of your wonderful blog content or for those such as myself who just said, listen, I don't got time to try and figure out how to do podcasting. Just I need to just create the audio and give it to someone such as yourself, Linda. Where can people find you so that they can do me and start to tap into your wisdom? I have a website that has contact buttons on it to book in. I do a free 30-minute consultation. So that's podcastva.com. Uh, I also am active on uh, Facebook and Instagram. You can find it uh, Podcast VA and LinkedIn as well is Lyndall Harris. And I have a Facebook group, the Australian Podcasters Collaborative, uh, which I would love you to come and join. If you are interested, you don't need to be podcasting. If you're just thinking about launching a podcast, jump in there and come and network with the people in that group. 
You know, it's a great group. It's a wonderful community. Again, there's a range of us from beginners to those who are kind of gurus, um, super helpful, great tips, especially if you're kind of on that fence about what do I need to do? You know, it's a wonderful platform to be able to ask those questions. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Lyndall. I hope for all of you, those of you that are out there and eager to start your own podcast, that this particular podcast on how to create a podcast has been helpful for you guys. And as I mentioned before, my team and I will also be putting together the whole transcription for this episode at Angela Henderson. And of course, I cover all sorts of business related and life topics in my Facebook group, the Australian Business Collaborative. Don't get that confused with Lyndall's Australian Podcast Collaborative or heck, just join both of ours because we are awesome. All right. Um, And I'd love for you guys to join us over there in that community. Until then, have an awesome day no matter where you are in the world. And I look forward to connecting with you soon. This is Anne from Angela Henderson Consulting. Have an awesome day. Thanks for listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast with Angela Henderson, www.angelahenderson.com.au.